W-H-U-P-L-P Hillsborough. Have you ever undergone a metamorphosis? A change that rewired the workings of your own self-perception? Well, our feature, Travis King, is going to let you know about his own. His own personal growth within himself as a poet and a man who has embraced his own rewiring. A published author whose most recent book, The Phoenix That Rose From Water, has left readers in amazement. A spoken word artist. A wholehearted, genuine person today, ladies and gentlemen, I am welcoming you, Travis King, with musical guest Shane Clark of Raleigh. I got some good people for you today. Let's let this music ride out. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listeners being our body and our features are our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, I have another great episode for you today. I've got Travis King and Shane Clark of Raleigh. Travis, how's it going today, bro? It's going wonderful, man. How are you? It's going great, man. I appreciate you coming into this studio recording on this show you already know what you're listening to spoken stories w-h-u-p-l-p of hillsboro where we represent poetry and hip-hop today i'm bringing you travis he's going to let you know about his most recent book um just the energy that came from it and energy that came out of it as he is holding his book in his hand in the studio again and i got some questions for you you know we don't just have our bombard our artists with poetry we get to know him a little bit and we're gonna let you know where we can find this awesome music shane clark is ridiculous i can't wait to play this in my ears again. So, Travis, first question for you. Before we spit some poems, young man. Okay. How did it feel when you first got that book in your hand as a uh, young man? I know you grew up in the South from uh, you and I meeting on other endeavors. How did it feel to have that first book in your hand? How did your family react to it and everything? They reacted with a sense of accomplishment. Like, I saw it through. Like everything that I told myself I was going to do like a year before the book was actually published, I did it in like a one year span. So that was like the first moment, like the first reaction was like a sense of accomplishment, not necessarily excitement, more of like a calmness. Like I'm here, you know, I have something to show. Like when I tell people that I'm a poet, I also have a business card. You know, I have these intangible things that solidifies you as an artist as a whole. So when I got that book in my hand, man, you know, I had something to show, man. I just showed my worth. I just knew I was worth it, bro. Was that the intention um, as a writer from the forefront to know that I, I want to eventually have a book out or was it just enjoying writing? It was a combination of both because the book itself, man, it was actually a four year process. You know, I tried to publish things before and went the route of uh, open mics and poetry showcases. But um, at that time period. I didn't really study the craft the way I needed to. So in that four year time span, I actually found like the enjoyment of like learning how to write your story. You know, it's just so important. It wasn't just poems and like catchy lines of this trying to impress someone. Like at this point, 
in the game, it was all about like, I really want to show you once again, show you my worth, like show you my spirit, show you a story, like paint an image for you that you can actually vividly see. So like it was just like the love of writing, man. It was I really, I really love it. how you put that. I really yeah. love how you put that. You said it wasn't just the purpose of the fancy writing and mm-hmm. getting it together for a showcase, but almost that self-reflection for entertainment. Let me put this together so you can read it, opposed to trying right. to entertain you. Let let you learn a little bit more about the author. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, with with us talking about you as a writer and an author and a performer, I'm, I'm gonna ask you to entertain us real quick on spoken stories. Go ahead, bless us with that first poem. All right. Poem is called Ten. Would you be surprised if I told you that in ten different revelations, I denied God in ten different ages, as I couldn't find my soul in ten different races. It felt like ten different mazes. As my DNA became MIA when I found my salvation on 10 different pages, the intoxication itself made me feel ageless. But the mortality of my sobriety ran me at 10 different paces to a land filled with slave bones on 10 different acres. It even foreshadowed the remains of my own doubt as I became resurrected from 10 different makers that made way from poorly built segways to my veins in the form of 10 demonic takers to unlock me, rot me, plot on me, and prop me in 10 different cases. Ages. Now molded to a prison to see my nephew cry for me at 10 different natives and with shackles I have to explain to him why he sees his dad on 10 separate occasions. This infatuation causes my night terrors. When I awake, I know I must prove that I can provide a better alternative for him. Me and him both now share a vacancy for future engagements as I now become a dad on untimed equations. But it is because of him that I know that autism speaks on 10 different nations as 10 different words were supposed to be his peak. But 10 leaps from his mother and me was enough effort for him to be the God we seek. The best cost of my life has ever seen. And for him, I will be the prisoner of the moment for 10 different wages, holding the love of a king for him and only for him to live and reign priceless. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I welcome you. Travis King, um, he drove a long way to come visit us on Spoken Stories, and that poem was amazing. As he was sitting there sharing that piece with you, I was taking notes. I really love his usage of that ten repeatedly. It almost kind of the imagery that I got from that was taking me kind of through a maze um, that I could see the end of that. As he was saying, again, that that use of that ten, the cadence and that rhythmic tone, he really took his time with that poem right there. Uh, th- thank you, Travis. What was the the motivation and the energy for that poem, where that where that poem come from? My man, I love you ask that question because it actually corresponds with what I was trying to do with the book. With the book, it was based on three different words, purgatory, paradise, and the promised land. So with these images and with these things, we have a certain interpretation of how these words corresponds with the human brain. So the, the number 10 anyway, it's like a it's like a number of perfection. It's also like an image of perfection. Oh, you say a perfect ten yeah. all the time. It's yeah. a number of perfection. Right, even right. Think about it. I yeah, love it. so it's a derived from a hundred. Right, oh, right. Can't be a hundred without that ten. Good yeah, job. Right, and I know certain communities are very aware of the. I'm not gonna even say the negativities of the world, but the things that are kind of looked down upon in a sense, like autism, and like I, I mentioned, like slavery in it, and that was like the overall theme. I like to when I write my poetry. I kind of like to have a yin and a yang where I have the image in my mind of 10, but I actually want to like paint an image of a negative attribute and then 
somehow it blossoms into something beautiful. You know, this the the positive and negative, you know, this the whole interpretation of water, fire, you know, air, <laughs> solid, you know, solid, this rock, you know, I just, there's those things like with everything in life, there's always a something good and something bad. I really hope yeah. that y'all listeners are understanding the workings of a poem uh, for this, for this man. He did not just say that came from me having a particular subtle day or anything. Mm -hmm. He's really breaking it down in the sense of the perfection of the number 10 and really breaking it down. That's how you know that I am sitting next to a genuine artist who has given me so much good vibes in here in the studios of WHULP. I got another question for you. When did you first start performing? Was it impromptu? Um, did you prepare for it? When did you first get on that stage and share a poem? Or maybe your first performance might not even have been for any open mic or poetry endeavors. When was that first time? The first time was, the first real time was 2007. Um, I'm actually, as you know already, I'm a student at NCCU right there in Durham. Awesome. So uh, at the, my first stint there, because I decided to come back after a very long time, but my first time there, I ran for what they call Mr. Sophomore. And that was my first real time ever running for what, something. What is that? What's Mr. Mr. Sophomore? Mr. Sophomore, pretty much it's like the sophomore class king, basically. Uh, pretty much it's, it's a extended version of a homecoming king but the mr sophomore his whole purpose is to create community events uh through the through the students so they can like gain community service hours also this be a good representation this a brand what for brought class. that recognition though like what made you want to step forward is that something you have to be nominated for mm -hmm. or you sign like how, how did that even work uh okay well of course your grades have to be good for one awesome and um studious yeah and then pretty much is what they have is like they have like informal meetings you show up to the informational and uh you pretty much just put in all your information and from that point on man you had your grades right and your uh community service hours match up with what they're looking for practically anyone can run for it so pretty much man my speech was very very poetic it was very religious and spiritual so pretty much man what happened Someone from Warren County, which where I'm from, told my mom, do you know your son is like poetic? Like the way he speaks is very, <laughs> very spiritual. We didn't know he was like that because I was a quiet kid, like a very quiet kid. But the funny thing was I always wrote. But anyhow, once my mom found out, oh, my yeah, mom once, was like. Once mom find out, it's over. Yeah. So my mom was like, you think you can write something for the family reunion? So that's pretty much if it wasn't for my mom asking me that question, I probably wouldn't even became a poet. That's the funny thing. And it's funny because she pulled me to the side recently and she told me, like, I always knew you had some level of talent in you because I would watch you as a kid and you will literally write stories with the action figures I had, like write movie scripts. And she told me, like, I'm just surprised you didn't even acknowledge it beforehand. But, you know, but at the same time, she also understood that everyone has their own process of realizing something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So and then sometimes that push will set you yeah. back. So that's really awesome. She's yeah. able to see right, that right. flower blossom within itself. Right. Uh, right. We got Travis King in here. He's letting us know about his book, the process of writing it. Go ahead. Let us know the name of that book and where that book can be found. Uh, the Phoenix Rose from Water. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just look up my real name, Travis Lee Bullock, or type in the name of the book, The Phoenix Rose from Water. And... You're bound to find it. We also have a black and white version, and we have a color version, too. Oh, yeah. Have mm -hmm. um, people been very responsive to that book? Yes. It's funny because I've created the black and white version because I'm always in the back of my mind, like, okay, I, I understand how it is sometimes when you don't necessarily have the funds 
to really spend something. So I know the black and white version was a little bit cheaper, but it's funny because everyone who has bought or purchased the book has gotten the full color version. They mm-hmm. they told me like, no, nah, we want the we want the color, you know, because I have some designs inside of the book. You know, the, um, it's it's actually paying homage to Drake's first album, Thank Me Later. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's really awesome. That's yeah. really great that you have that you gave that variety, and yeah. it's awesome that the people that support you are going to support you full and full. Right. Yeah, guys, we got Sha- we've got uh, excuse me, Travis King up in the building. I'm about to play some music by Shane Clark. I got so excited, I almost said his name too early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this name uh, again. Shane Clark out of Raleigh. I've met this young man so many times. We actually played in the basketball tournament and got third place. So not only is he a dope musical artist who's performed on Durham multiple times for the hip-hop um, award ceremony multiple times. Shane Clark is grinding. He performed for Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, he's performed for so many big-name artists out in the area. It's almost like when artists come in, they're reaching out to Shane because I've seen him on stages plenty of times with platform artists out here in the area. So this first song that I'm going to play is called Levels Clean, Levels Clean by Shane. And y'all let me know how y'all like this because it's going to be found on the website, W-H-U-P-L-P. Show in the rebel. Martin Luther was my idol. Malcolm was something special. Can't you feel it every hour? We taking desperate measures to make it sure that you can take it up another level. Too late for me to fight that feeling. That's my inner rebel. By any means, I never settle. That's why I need to take it up another level. Yeah, take it up another level. Can I be so insecure? Going through life transition, opening, closing doors. It's like my life's ambition to be what you ignore. Even though it's hard to escape the habits I did before. They tried to slide me a little, but you can give me more. That's including the women that some resemble Demi more. You want it, I got it. They can come at you gripping fours. You better be wearing that same material 50 wall. They said be light on your feet so you can't escape the horse. My nigga just look at me, why you think I'm skinny for? This is your deeper envision me as a sleeper that suddenly just awoke with a gift that make you believe him Someone try to deceive him He'd rather point a heat seeker Haven't you heard that revenge is cool but victory sweeter So why is it that now I feel I'm racking up the meters Cause I was told from the start I was born to become a leader Yeah, Too late for you to fight that feeling that's your inner rebel Martin Luther was my idol Malcolm was something special Can't you feel it every hour We taking desperate measures And making sure that you take it, take it up another level Too late for me to fight that feeling that's my inner rebel By any means I never settle that's why I need to take it up another level Take it up another level Yeah, the key to make it, you gotta practice your diligence For example, the nigga that's with me used to be militant We taking over, the change of power is too imminent You can think it's a game and then end up missing your ligaments Give a f*** about your witnesses or the nigga to kick it with I'm the nigga looking for ways to sharpen my penmanship The more I think about the world and how I benefit From a 9 to 5, I'm embarrassed to even mention it Why is it that we as a people can never finish it But still can point the finger and act as if you were hypocrite Many past dudes never paid, I'm trying to diminish it And if you got a dream, it's important you envision it Who did it better? Want the cheddar? Dreams of rocking Fendi sweaters Gucci loafers, Yeezy kicks are what I hope for me to better Life with a certain twist to give you something better So if you want it, then it's now or never too late for you to fight that feeling that's your inner rebel Martin Luther was my idol, Malcolm was something special Can't you feel it every hour, we taking desperate measures And making sure that you take it up another level Too late for me to fight that 
feeling that's my inner rebel By any means I never settle That's why I need to take it up another level Take it up another level That's when you know it's nice. That's when you know it's nice when you're taking it up to another level. That was Shane Clark out of Raleigh. Man, the faces that you make when you hear nice bars are like lemon. Like you ever just like got something lemony or sour and you just make that mmm face. I love that my guest was making the mmm face so many times when he kept hearing it. And I kept saying, Shane, nice. Shane Clark right there. Um, what you feel about that right there? Man, I love that guy, man. Like this. <laughs> Just hearing them, because, you know, this is, like, actually my first time hearing them. Like, when I stepped in here today with you, and you told me about them, and you just started playing, like, songs, and every song I heard. And that's, like, the beauty of, like, having the fortune of hearing an artist for the first time. When every time someone plays a song for you, or you play the song, it's just you can relate to it, and I'll get you just know it's just good quality music. Like, nothing can really replace that feeling. And I just feel like, you know off topic that's just kind of a feeling that a lot of artists that's out now probably just really don't have it's just like this knowing like what the audience wants to hear you know oh yeah yeah listen this he's describing shame shame game right there as a creative lyricist talent in the art of storytelling shame is bringing hip-hop back to its roots while still keeping up the elevation of gen of the genre and his experiences. His inspiration comes from artists such as Q-Tip, Biggie Smalls, Tribe Called Quest, Tupac, Biggie L, uh, Nas, Most Def, Eminem, Rakim, the awesome heavy hitters. Like many of these artists, Shame got his start to fame by competing in rap battles. I actually seen Shame battle and he destroyed somebody. Three rounds, it wasn't even best of three, it was the first of three. And they did, he, oh my goodness gracious, he did, oh my goodness gracious. I'm gonna actually put that video on my website when this, um, when this one come out because that was nasty right there. That was nasty. We got Shame. If you want to find his music, you can find his music at I am shame music.com but we gonna get back to this poetry that's a shame when you got good music like that and people don't know about it How, what do you feel about the music industry in relation to poetry uh what type of music do you typically go through with you being such a lyricist uh pretty much man some of those artists he names names excuse me are people that i listen to on a regular basis like jay-z eminem you know those a couple albums in particular Eminem's recovery it's funny because around that time that was one of the albums I will listen to like when I was trying to find my poetic style as I listened to a lot of Eminem recovery and of course Jay-Z's most recent album 444 you know on the tail end after the book came out I kind of saw a lot of parallels as far as like subject matter what he was talking about but as far as the music industry is concerned one thing I noticed is that, you know, me and you are relatively the same age. And a lot of the artists that are out now, like the lyrical rappers now, they ride that fine line of, like, uh, brandmanship, in a sense, where I, I honestly feel like there's a certain point where these artists who are super hungry, super underground, and, like, the people that get behind them, they get to a certain point where their music can, like, really excel. And... They have to almost fight the integrity because at one point, at one point, it's like you don't want to change what got you here. But at the same time, you have to figure out like the 
like the like the correct format to implement the new things that the industry may ask you for, but at the same time having a sense of yourself that really where you started at in there. So See, I just feel I, I think yeah. I think that it kind of starts with that local love too. Yeah, I feel like artists such as Shame, who's awesome, Ishai, who's awesome, Eternal, awesome, nine one nine two, awesome. I have OC from NC, awesome. G, G Yamazawa, awesome. Mm. We got so many awesome Thanks. artists who featured on here and that are from the area. I feel like that we know about them. Right. But it comes from really going out and supporting by promoting yeah. and letting everybody know. Right. Because once you got that local love, and it comes from us as artists too, mm -hmm. you have a book in your hand. I have books out and things of that nature. So it's like when home knows you're great, that's when you get the appreciation from the others. So that that's just kind of my perspective because it's so much great music out here from underground to mainstream and it's just what's really getting flooded out there that's one of the platforms of this show is really letting people know that it's great music like shame out here and great writers like travis king that's what he calls himself because every time he's opened that book it is something phenomenal inside of it it is really great inside of it we got travis king and spoken stories w-h-u-p-l-p of hillsborough and we're talking about our music influences and our love of it where did it come from why do we have it what do we want it to do more in this world that we live in yeah i got another question for you okay why do you even perform as a performer as like we're talking about the people we like listening to mm -hmm. why do you even do it so somebody can say they like listening to you it just feels right man uh. it just feels right you know i mean i went out throughout my life you know, picking up basketballs, picking up footballs, any kind of sport, you know, just to try to make you feel cool and make you fit in. But when I pick that pen up, man, not only memorize my poems, but learn my poems, it just felt right just to stand in front of people that you don't know and just share your story. And like the amazement that they have in their eyes once you spit those lines as you work, you know, you know how it is, man. Sometimes you stay up all night working on the line. Just because you wanted to feel right. You wanted to correspond with the audience. You wanted to come off your tongue and enough your heart and mind and soul just so pristine, man. So, like, it just feels right to perform, bro. Like, that's just the best answer I have. It just feels so right. Let me feel, let me hear some feel right. Okay. Let me hear another feel right. I really like that. It just okay. feels right. All right. Paradise. It seems that every eve that I seek is always apprentice with a man connected to a hip like fruits that are forbidden. Call me the reptile of Genesis, but my revelation to be your exodus has my psalms in your palm, my arm I give you. Sparks fly and continue as we tug the walls of our cause to living. Your firstborn son gets you a light that the sun can't scribe. Imagine the seven sins had gone with the wind and the fear of loss and having no man loving you was died. I'm dying on the inside is. Father time beats faster than the rhymes. I glide to the light in your interior. Reaching for you is supreme, but the rush alone is superior. It seems that every woman that I seek is always a prisoner of love that can feel inadequate to the heat of a possible consequence. Looks cross over our mainstream, hoping to find independent refuge. Sadness is the perfect meal for rescue. I can give you a freshness that will overshadow his ridicule. And I ask you, when was the last time that someone has ever called you goddess? And how modest was his demeanor? Excessive thoughts tidal wave over my oceans of dreams, but your smooth skin addresses me cleaner. 
If only if I only had a second early in your commitment, my response to your gratitude always leaves my growth in the hands of your resentment. Still buried with the lack thereof, but for you, I'm willing to go above the complex of my loneliness growing. Deep inside my long desire to effort to live for the sacrifice of not ever embracing the child. Being able to give my life in order to be understood is a drama that originated way back when women took the form of paradise to me. See, I was raised by these islands that came into one so a kingdom could rise, but the crown of my eyes were deluded by every peer down in me, harsh words drowning me, and finally, I reached the surface and the purpose will make me nervous because every girl's paradise is hard to see for me. Can you be everything that I asked the sky for? I swear the God that in heaven made you rain came from my eyes sore. So now I try to soar to get your eyes sore and your eyes sore by my navigation. You can tell that I've explored you. In a general sense, basic instinct in my basic training stages almost conquered the grave force upon me. But the thought of a girl with the vibration, the root of heaven made me rise. And finally, my eyes would receive a prize. But sadly to my demise, they would only think well off the perception of what they wanted me to be. The only thing is that in reality, they would never come into me. And all the good ones seemed taken, but darkness can't hold light. And in my bright, my plight was neutralized to judgment among those who didn't appreciate me. So through some complacency, I became my own misery. And then I came to the breaking point of disaccepting me for me that I was my own enemy. But concurrently, the journey to get close to you was a growing game of darts and my heart never seemed to mention we. So now, feeling trapped is no more the illusion. It is my reflective fallacy that I vividly see in the mirror. It tastes bitter from time to pint. From time to time, but the bigger picture has a universe in my hands. I just need your attraction to understand that my courage is making plans to stand out. As I deserve the pinnacle, and my quest for questions can be answered. As I begin to lose hope to finally forever will be in the plans are too imperfect, you are my purpose. I'm training my mind so my response can be formed to your ears and the matrimony can blossom into the Eden of our paradise. How amazing is it that you follow up the show me some right with the poem with words like you are my purpose. The universe has you in my hands. I asked this man to show me your right. And he said something like the crown of you in my eyes. Can you be everything I asked the sky for? Ladies and gentlemen, we are our spoken stories where we bring you depth. We bring you something more than just poems on paper. Uh, we bring you explanation behind the poetry and we bring you the people that's writing the poems. That was amazing, Travis. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, that was amazing. That was pure amazing. Can you be everything I ask the sky for? Sometimes we hear these lines that really stick with me. They really stick with me. I'm pretty sure they stick to the reader and they stick to the listener. And that's one of those. Uh, when you wrote that, did you stop at that moment and reflect on that line or was that a constant where you just flowing so uh, much that you just continued to go and then kind of look back at it? Yeah, it was more of that. Like when I first wrote it, I didn't really acknowledge the greatness of those certain lines. Ironically, until I got in front of you, when I performed it in front of that poem in front of you the first time when you had your workshop and that line in particular can you be everything that i asked the sky for like that line got you and that was one of the moments where i was like wow like the boldness to even ask that question to anyone God, like, can you be everything that i asked the sky for you know that in itself is this 
but but my favorite thing, I feel like my favorite thing about it I do get wild by that line the the universe has you in my hands mm-hmm. there's so many quotables in that particular poem but my favorite thing about it is the way that you say that the cadence in that particular line you're not even necessarily begging it's like can you be that like not in the sense of an in, in a sense of an interview right. more than an asking right. like this is what i need mm-hmm. can you be that i'm not necessarily pleading to you mm-hmm. or, or uh that's that's what i got from that right yeah yeah it's it's just a, a fabulous way to showcase his, to showcase someone's maturity like it's just a fabulous way like this to even ask that question to someone did you mm-hmm. um share that poem to the particular person that 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 came from no that was he said that so fast yeah <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> that was actually more of a fantasy ironically it's actually a combination of multiple women hey. like yeah each stanza probably represents a particular woman or even all three of them in a combination but the person that mainly drove that passion no i never performed that poem they know about it but they at the time period you know life that sometimes sends you in different directions that I never got the opportunity to perform that poem. But ironically, the other people who did know the poem or know or know about the poem or even know that the poem are, are, are like or or is about them, they actually heard me perform the poem. Uh uh Yeah, it was um I'm sorry. I apologize. It was a lady that passed away, I believe last September around that time period like just when I started going back to school and back in March of 2017 she died of uh, ovarian cancer and she didn't get the opportunity to witness my my event that I had back in 2016 which is called her for higher energy revolving mm-hmm. which is a it was a breast cancer and domestic violence awareness campaign with poetry geared towards both causes or this geared towards the celebration and honor of women of course october is the home of both of both awarenesses so uh i called it her and i also believe the woman is god too but we're gonna talk about that another day but anyhow oh yeah yeah uh anyhow she uh she had to take chemo so she couldn't make it so what i did was i surprised her when she was supposed to retire in march and um like I just told everyone that worked with her, like, yo, just bring her to the cafeteria. So she can hear this. Yeah, so she can hear it. And pretty much all the poems that I did, including that poem, Paradise, I performed that to her. And the people that the poem was about was actually in the audience. So they actually, they actually got to see it from a bird's eye view in a sense. So I'm, but I'm pretty sure, like, imaginary-wise, they can put themselves in her shoes at that time period and just really just fathom their appreciation of the poem. Yeah, that that's one of those that's one of those good ones. I really I really appreciate every time I've heard it, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you letting others hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got Travis, we got Travis King letting us know about his book. Go ahead, plug that book for me again. Yeah, man, the Phoenix that rolls some water, man. It can be found Amazon.com. It became, and it got two different versions for you. So yep. for those who uh, want the black and white, you can see it in that particular genre. If you want it in that color, you can get it right there. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play some more of this amazing music. Uh, we got Shane Clark. We got Shane Clark up in here. Like I said, we got third place in the basketball tournament last year. It was amazing. He's a good person, father, artist. He performs with platform artists. Uh, this song right here, I'm going to get to y'all. It's called Brett Favre. And I know you go like it because it is. Turn me loose. There ain't no you. Let me go, darling. 
This for the ticket that he hungry with hopes of getting this money No time to be acting funny, the clock is forever ticking Rules we travel are bumpy, you asking why am I grumpy Just look at the fucking world that we live in You can't get missing for talking out of your neck No common sense and respect, no need for talent But most death to know my reflection eternal Lyrics I spit can burn you, so get grab on your thermals If you the captain, I'm colonel, so know that my rate can differ Sick of you grinding, nigga, so blind to the vivid picture I'm here to lighten your fixture, you heard supply and demand When I finish, you pay me, I'm birthed to too many babies You rappers are like my children and I prefer cash in hand Tell me what is your stand, you focus on making friends I'm focused on building brands with brothers who building grants Only got a couple real ones who I could call in a jam Orchestrating a stand that's formulating a plan To attacking these politicians for giving out false imprisonment Sort of ironic, isn't it, how we submit to man Swam about to lose it, no fuck, and I already lost it And I suggest that you careful approach and proceed with caution Because I'm known to explode and I do it really quite often So ask yourself, is it worth it for you to catch a cough and pick a color, any color while I'm pressing many suckers, spent my life ignoring trouble, but the problem steady doubled, and everything I'm spitting never been imaginary, how nigga can have your back and then become your adversary, when you tell me you gon' free me from the burdens that I carry, you best be willing to hold a few for me when life is scary, so step off, step off, yeah. so many niggas need see me, press pause, press pause, yeah. they ain't know I carry falls, rep fall, rep fall, you but know. you niggas moving fast, I told you I'm about the cash and never settle for last, Come on. step off, Come step off, Yeah. So many niggas see me Press pause, press pause yeah. They ain't know I carry fours Rap fall, rap fall uh, But you uh, niggas moving fast I told you about the cash And never settle for last Except in these minds with the rhymes That's how I free him uh. is from the orifice If I reach in my teaching Some brothers they need preaching The others they get neeking You uh. could cry, you could blink But I guarantee the screaming House running like propellers Cause they soften in Nutella OG see me under black moons I'm going health and skeleton See my rhymes are interstellar Time traveling through dimensions I ain't future pretensions Take years Literally, you should focus on your literacy. No child left behind. Rappers with equivalency degrees. Got a queen named Kathy, turn this to a misery scene. This life has told me sacrifice the weekend fees. And that's what I intend to do. These guys are pitiful. I surely swipe it to the left of you. That's how she tended you. Whoever befriended you, now they gon' get it worse. Free in the purest of their misery when I kick the first. Step off, step off. So many you can see me. Press pause, press pause. They know I carry fall. Moving fast, I told you about the cash and never settle for last. Come on. Step off, Come on. step off. Yeah. So many niggas see me. Press pause, press pause. Yeah. They ain't know I carry fours. Rap fall, rap fall. Uh. But you niggas moving fast, I told you about the cash and never settle for last. Say what up? I told you. Shame game featuring Eternal right there. That was amazing. Step off. We call that Brett Favre. That can be found on Tidal, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your major musical platforms. If you want to get that, reach out to Shame Gang, Shame Clark right there. That's what he's called because that's what he is and that's what he represents himself and these dopest family musical artists. Like I said, I know this, man. Go ahead and support good music because good music need to be supported. What you think about that one right there? Loved it also, man. Just loved it. This, you know, another thing too, man, that doesn't really stick out, I guess, when it comes to like converging or even making songs or poems, is just the the gear behind it. The song is called Brett Favre. And you know, now, you know, he's retired, but the, the actual sample itself is just very reminiscent of this, just, you know, this nostalgia. 
So, I mean, this those type of things, those things, those intangibles, like I spoke on earlier, just sticks out to me so much. Like, you can just tell a lot of thought has to go into, like, craft and art, man. Like, oh, a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, that that was that's Shane Clark. That uh that song can be found on his on his album Sequence on Title, Apple, Google, all those musical platforms. You got it on your palm of your hand, so go ahead represent that. Uh, we got Travis in the building. I like questions. Me too. Why poetry? Why not express that persona in a different endeavor, whether it be literary writing or writing plays? maybe performing in plays. I'm not saying that that's not something that you express, but I know you from poetry, mm -hmm. so that's what I say that you represent because right. every time I've seen you, it has been on that particular platform. Right. So why allow something like poetry, that genre of art, to represent you so full and full? Just when I first got into it, just the people that, just, that I started watching to get into it this impressed me so much to the point where once again it just felt right just to go that route man people like miles hodges yourself carvin's lasant you know this the whole strivers road crew watching the youtube videos constantly just looking at them over and over again just learning the craft learning what i need to do to make my craft better you know that it, it just felt right just to continually pursue the poetry lane and plus you know Poetry to me, in a sense, can sometimes be overshadowed. But, you know, these people are very, very committed to the craft and the art, especially the audience, like the people that you meet out there, very educated, very open minded. The conversations that I've had with the strangers that I've met who now have became some of those people that actually became my friends. And this the intuition that they have, man, is just I, I feel like that as of right now, I can't really find that almost anywhere else, man. I, I just love that. that. I find that poetry is mm -hmm. often overshadowed, right. but it is respected. Yes. Like when you hear that particular genre mm -hmm. of writing poetry, they're like, oh, I like poetry. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily talked about as much as graphic novels or mm -hmm. or heavy literary novels. Mm -hmm. But when you hear a poet like Nicola Giovanni, mm -hmm. excuse me, Nikki Giovanni or Maya Angelou or Sylvia Plath or Dasana Hanu, when you hear a poet's name that you can resonate to, mm -hmm. something in your mind is like, oh, it's never like a bad feeling, even right. for people that aren't fans of poetry. Right. But that, I guess that that's why it's up to you and myself to continue to mm -hmm. push this art. I'm, I have mm -hmm. the word tattooed on my body. It's going right. to be with me forever. I love it. And yeah. it's more than just a tattoo to represent it because I love it. Uh, that's what we have this platform as spoken stories um, at WHUP. I can't thank them enough for allowing this to represent um, poetry yeah. because this is something that I live for and I love to bring it as a platform like this so people can enjoy it mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm enjoying you i'm gonna get some more of these poems from you though let me let me get some more of this okay all of them i woke up to the fact that today all of them is upon us now normally i would be enthused by his welcoming no question my favorite season but as of late it only reminds me of how much older i am getting those optimistic days of trial and error are no more. My daydreams are now enticed with the nightmare of punching clocks for eight hours of a life that is already shortened. When I was younger, I believed in purpose. But as I watch each leaf fall from gorgeous trees, it makes me feel more and more worthless. Mm -hmm. Looking back on those summers, those young summers, back when I wasted the sun's time, and now all that I have to fall back on is autumn.
Wow. I no, picked, I had to throw that one out there for you. Wow. I picked up my pen to write notes, and I got caught in listening. And I thank you for that. Thank uh, you, Because bro. I try my best to... Um, I try my best to take notes and find those quotable lines. And it's not even just for this spoken stories platform. I, I try to do that every time I go to an open mic, but I really got caught in listening. And th- thank you. Thank you for that poem. <laughs> thank you, bro. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite person to share poems with? Um, if you have one, like for myself, I love to share poems with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um I'll just write a poem or I'll call my best friend, Melissa. Right. Um, she, she lives in Texas. It's either my daughter or I'll call my best friend, Melissa. And I'll say, hey, hear this poem. What do you think about it? Do you have one person that you typically go to and have them critique it? Yes, absolutely. My sister. Your sister? Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I actually have two sisters, but my sister, the my what's, nephew. What's her name? Um, Tawanda Bullock, but we call her Wanda. Yeah. Yeah, she's usually the person that hears all of my new material first. And, uh, you know, she and also she's able to give me the womanly perspective, like how it makes a woman feel to hear some of those lines. That's one reason why, you know, I go after that, because with poetry, man, I honestly feel if you can just get that woman ear, you know, it's just something about a woman in poetry sometimes, like the way they react to it. I mean, it's nothing wrong with a man's perspective, neither, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you get that. The edgier poems have a tendency to work better with the men, but like the poems that I usually perform, like those love esque poems I have, yeah, it's those are the ones that resonate, and I just like seeing that a woman for the first time that I met, you know, and she hears my poetry and she tells me that she never heard a man say those things before. How often? How often do you share poems with your sister, or do you practice in general? Maybe it's not with her mm-hmm. because she may not be readily available. But right. how often do you practice? Uh, I practice when I first write the poem. I practice quite often to myself first to figure out, you know, the the kinks. Like, okay, well, I need to change here. Well, I need to change there. What rolls off of my tongue easier? And then when I feel like I have it strong enough, I go see her and then see what she has to say. You know, this is usually like after watching couple hours of of television having great intellectual conversations and then i just pull out my phone and all of a sudden i just hit her with a bam you know and uh and she just gives me like the raw responses she was just like man like whoa like how did you even get that and but at the same time she would tell me okay i feel like this can be a little different you know what's been one of the the best things she said about a poem uh in particular my poem um fourth quarter 2015 like she just loves that poem and she knows like the behind the scene story of that poem. And when she heard that poem, because I wrote two, po- I wrote that in another poem at the same time. And it was just one of those things where I just felt more passionately about fourth quarter 2015 more. So when she heard that for the first time, she told me that one has passion behind it. And she's very, very big on that. Like she's all about if it doesn't have a particular type of, or a particular force of passion behind it, then you probably don't need to be performing it. Like you really just got to understand what you're trying to say with your poetry. And that particular poem, that's, that's, that was the poem that I knew that I had something. I mean, of course I knew before, but when I wrote that poem, it told me, okay, I, I have something that I need to work on because evidently this poem right here. And that's one of the poems. Every time I perform that poem, that's the one that just gets the crowd. Like, is that one that you try to um, play in between or you try to close out with that? You try to lead the audience. When, when do you try to give them that gift? I usually 
try to make it either my second or last poem. I got you. You know, like near the end because it's like it's the home runner. You know, usually I try to hit it, you know, with uh, I have another poem called The Embrace Part 2. It's quick. You know, it kind of hits all the key notes that I want. So I kind of throw that out there. And then I have another poem called Carolina State of Mind. That's usually number two. And it's funny because me and my sister had to talk about that. And we were just talking about where can we place that poem? Because the, the poem, yes, it's about love, but it's about love for yourself more than about love about someone else. So I had trouble with placing that poem. And plus, it's a little bit more edgier. So that was the poem that I make like number two or number three. Then, of course, the fourth quarter of 2015, that's that's the last one. <laughs> we got Travis King in the building. Man, I love the process. You let me know. You talk to family so they can make sure that is right. Right. So you're not, so they if they understand it because right. they understand you then they know somebody right. else is gonna understand it. Yeah, it's, yeah, we got we're at spoken stories one hundred four point seven W H U P. I'm gonna go ahead and play some more Shane Clark as we got Travis in the building one hundred four point seven. You know where we at? This song we got here brought to you by Shane Clark out of Raleigh, North Carolina. It's called She Got Game, and it's funny because Shane does got some game. He got a nice little shot on him on that basketball court. But let's get to this music. My downfall. If you're claiming it's an issue, you can sound off. I'm just looking for a way to take your crown off. There's so many niggas on my jack, need to bounce off like a thug post to do. Take a seat and have a smoke or two. Fantasize how a brother make a stride. You can feel it worldwide like a tingle on your spine, but forgetting that he local too. Want the money for fame on his race for change. Even if I caught a meal, I remain the same. Oh, that if a nigga cost stacks, I'ma have to bust back like he aiming at the local range. Love shorty cause she loved me more. I can feel it when she hugged me more. All she wanna do is owe me more. And if that ain't what you want, tell me why you got a front. You ain't even had to touch before Yo, got a man, but she said they friends All I'm trying to do is link when the day may end I was chilling with 3 a.m. And then she texts me at 3 a.m. Talk about committing acts of sin Only when it's in my faction, kid Cause what I'm giving you is action, kid Ain't no movie, no captioning And you can ask from the start I ain't never had a heart, no 21 Savage, yeah You could talk about a rouse when I walk in the place Haven't cracked a smile since I caught me a case Belly of the beast, I was formed from a shake Now I'm just looking, wanna talk, so it's off with his face The problem with you here is the game gone wrong Even if I blow Got the same old phones. If you wanna run game, and it's never gonna change. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. You caught when he met the road. You low when I held you down. I caught you off the rebound. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. How you gonna say that I changed? Girl, you're the one with the games. Didn't look me right in my face. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. You only go feel with me cause your losing been gone and you miss him. Stuck in a crazy position. Yeah, been the same old thing. Dealing with the same old thing. Yeah, shorty, too. Be the center of your focal point Cause you the reason that I wrote this joint I could be the centerpiece while you run the point Making it obvious for you to see I run this joint All the money in the world can change my worth And see as long as I walk this earth It's a guarantee that since I'm birth From what it's worth when I take my final rest It's a must I return to dirt You make it hard for when I get to commit to you Cause you'd rather me submit to you And you wanna play the side role In and out of my home Wearing all of my 
this shit fit to you. Even uh, if we switch the roles, I wonder how can we get close. When you knew I had a shorty with me waiting home. When yeah. she called, I would change my tone. Trying to muffle every sound that would make you moan. Never had that kind of love that's engraved in stone. I was told just to play my role. I was hoping you could change your mode. And when you do it long enough, see it's clear with you, girl, that the game get old. Damn. Yeah. The problem with you here is the game gone wrong. Right. Even if I blow, got the same old phones. Uh. If you wanna run game and it's never gonna change. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. You caught when he not around. You low when I held you down. I caught you off the rebound. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. Yeah. How you gon' say that I changed? Girl, you the one with the games. Then look me right in my face. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. Yeah. You only fucking with me cause your dreams have been gone and you miss him. Stuck in a crazy position. Yeah. Been the same old thing. Dealing with the same old thing. That shorty Tupac is the same old song. Shane Clark setting the mic on fire. So many sour faces. Sour faces, sour faces. Y'all know what I'm saying when you hear that line and you like, oof. Man, our feature said, where, where did he come from? He said, I know you said he from Raleigh, but where he come from? He must have came out the ground because he, he's something different. I appreciate that. Shane Clark, his music can be found on iTunes. He just blessed us with that She Got Game. iTunes, Google Play, Tidal, Spotify. Look him up on Facebook if you don't want to look at his website. Shane Clark. And you're going to see every picture he always represents. He always doing something. Go ahead. Let him know how, how you feel about this hip-hop out here, Shane, because you're doing your thing. I appreciate it. We got Travis. What you feel about that song, man? I got to ask. Speechless. Just like as I was telling you when I was listening to the song, that he just sounds the same vocally each song, which is very, like, very, very important because you can just identify with him as an artist. Because as I was saying while I was listening to the song, that you know, I noticed a lot of up and coming artists struggle vocally as far as sounding, once again, brandmanship, sounding the same each song they record and every song I heard, I can identify who that is. Like, okay, like, like I see, I see you, you know, I see you. It's not like I'm listening and I can like see the chinks in the armor. Like your representation is very, very good, young man. Oh yeah. 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 Shame. Yeah. Shame doing this thing. I got, I got another question for you since this is an interview. I'm a, I appreciate you, Shane. I appreciate you so much. Keep doing what, keep doing your thing. Uh, I got another question for you, Travis, in this building. Outside of poetry, to reflect on yourself, what would you say is the most interesting thing about you? Hmm. My compassion for others. I know it may sound a little cliche, but, you know, I will say that I've worked plenty of jobs where I felt like it didn't represent me or at least what I wanted to do. But what I did was I found myself or found what made me happy in each job and pretty much number one thing was just a campaigner just a just showcasing who you are you know so it could have been something as simple as like washing pots and pans or you know dropping fries but I made sure that I had some type of rapport with the customer you know so that's just like the compassion like I, I care about causes you know what I'm saying I care about breast cancer awareness I care about domestic violence awareness I care about autism speaks I care about these things because it affects so many people 
And I just, I just honestly feel like that if you don't have some level of human emotion, you know, that something's wrong with you at this point, you know, something's wrong. Like you have to understand and, and take yourself out of like your own self-centered shoes and just appreciate the fact that you have something possibly lighter than the next person beside you. I agree. I feel yeah. like care is passed on to right. when you're around somebody that cares around about mm-hmm. about somebody then it's hard not to uh, evoke that, not right. to really take over that feeling as well. When um, care is contagious, and that's great. I think we just kind of, kind of just kind of came up with a little slogan right there: "Care is contagious." So if mm. you see that somewhere, you really heard yeah. it here first. I've never heard that, yeah. and you just heard it here. Care is definitely contagious. I mm. appreciate you caring. Uh, can you care about us and give us some more of that? Those words that you do. Absolutely, young man. Fourth quarter, 2015. The only thing I hate more than not having you is the beginning. The only thing that you love more than me is nothing. The word nothing can be so rich as it buys perfection, but perfection is shallow at times. And I imagine a day I don't focus on the increases of my wealth. And for once, everything could be about connection reflections on how I felt so hard for you. It was initiation from a long-term of solitude. My taste greatly improved, but you was gone before I came into the picture, boasting about the attraction of your kind words to the people that I trusted at that moment. I was foolish from within, as I fell in love with the idea of you. You had witnessed the process of my transition. There were days that I felt free when I saw you. Gorgeous was the verdict. As the politics what made me adore you Floored me to respectfully say Nothing that will move your anchor Poetry in stone I will call it Eager temptation I fought it To stand up and risk our infancy of a friendship And say that I love you was threatening to us both But it increased my value From your point of view And the only thing you hate more than my words are my passion And the one thing I love seeing from you Is your reaction When you would shed tears of sentiment That twin to the strands of your flawless hair My eyes would flare as I believe that you deserve more. Symbolically, I know that we were the universe together. But in life, a galaxy is as far as the expectations can reach. I teach the honesty of being overwhelmed by your presence. Contemplating my words so my sentences can tell you how love is spoken on paper. But my erasure descends behind my feelings and I can't seem to waver. And the only thing I hate more than not seeing you is the distance. But the one thing you love about me is my will to travel it. As I mature to the likeness of the man that you know I could be, I believed in growth more. I am more honest because of you. I have more of a passion to live because of you. I find better ways to have to love myself in honor of you. I understand that it's essential that I value the women in my life and also be willing to give them closure, even when they want the door to remain open. But I must ask you, what was the potential that you saw within me? A question that is often answered for our affection for one another. My concept of love is now enormous by the entry you into my life, and for once, all it took was a foundation of respect at the doorstep. I was an unworthy king proud of you, talking to you like my crown was invisible and didn't need the potion of pride anymore. I stand at the vitality of your door, putting my guard on the side, and my shield yells, I'm ready for however you want me into your life. Retroactivity surface beneath our subconscious and I'll fall in love very easily but the new destiny rolls to the triumphs of our past failures I wish I can hold you when you feel cold this will give you the best memories of my summer hmm. and then one day you cried I 
died to a degree that geometry couldn't cultivate. The views from my balcony couldn't make out whether it was a tear of casualty or ongoing tears of complacency. Either way, the sheer will that was developed to sacrifice all or nothing from my heart for so you to believe in something, to believe in some form of glory, but I knew morally you would passively shape up for me. Your boldness is so skin deep that it takes away from the pain that could have helped you. I just wanted you to feel holy again. I just wanted you to know you are the realest form of salvation. It makes me thankful that the crusades ever happened. I will speak for you. Hmm. Even when the man that you love takes your voice. But for you and only for you, I will forever remain quiet in order for you to find a different layers of God inside your complexion. Something that you forget about quite often. I study you more than the mirror that you use to prepare for the average day into your life. If only you knew how many hours I've sacrificed thinking of you. I'm just here to remind you, even if I will never have you in the physical. Tell her. Tell that's her. the home run one. Tell her, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that's, that, bro. That's the one. That's the yeah. home run one. Because yeah. that is definitely out of the yeah. park right there. And it came from the sense of. You get you care about someone so much that you're willing to sacrifice the the personal, you know, the the selfish side of yourself just to see just to see someone prosper. You know, I care about you so much that I don't want to interrupt your frequency. Yeah, go you know, ahead, go ahead and enjoy everything. Yeah, you got enjoy your life, even but though I want you. Right, right, ahead. right. I, I love you, but I gotta let you go. Right, I stay home. Run. Yeah, we got Travis King in the building. But we about to close out on so much passion. Tell them where they can find you. Travis King, Facebook. Travis King, the poet, Instagram. Travis King, 88, Twitter. So, and also, the king is with a Y. That is very important. The Y stands for the male chromosome in the human body, man. That's the reason why I spelled it K-Y-N-G. I just want people to identify with themselves as royalty, just knowing that they're important. That's the reason why I chose Travis King, man. And what, and what about that book you got in your hand? Where can they find that, Mr. King? Amazon.com, The Phoenix That Rose From Water, man. The Phoenix That Rose From Water. Yes. I've been really enjoying this interview. Every time um, that I'm able to enjoy your presence, I feel like uh, something good has happened. So I really appreciate that energy that you leave me with every time with your poetry. You've been nice to my kids. You've been nice right here on the microphone, enjoying good music with me. We done got Travis King in the building. We go close out with some Shane Clark. You know where we at. 104.7 Spoken Stories, WHUPLP Hillsboro. And I don't even think I said my name one time on here. Poet, Endless Will, Poet Laureate of Hillsboro. You already know what I do. I like to enjoy music. My apologies if you needed to hear my name to enjoy this show. But I'm all about these poets. All right, go ahead. We go close out with this Play No Games by Shane featuring Quentin Rashad. This is Shane Sundays, Volume 1. Shit that you sure to rely I reminisce on conversations and places we once had 
Put you in the midst of your feelings you once had. The communication stretches like a glad bag. Cause mainly my profession is music and that's mad sad. Telling me this. Why you show me that night? I can't take much more from you. No, I, I don't wanna play games with you. Baby, is this all the do or die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even if we choose the way, we'll corrupt the very soil that we plan to build our faith. Even if I choose to join you with the plan that we can make, a bond is impossible, never possible to break. What I mean is that I've given you take. Don't get it twisted, you.